You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. A podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the show. It is Monday, August 22nd. We will get to the Zach Fish interview here in a bit. Always great to have the play-by-play announcer for your Hershey Bears come on and have a discussion with us about the offseason and other things as well. But before we get to him, got to pay the bills, as Tip of the Iceberg would say. And just going to take a quick moment to talk about the official sponsor of this show, Yeats Sunglasses. Now, everyone, we're heading toward the tail end of summer, and you need a good pair of sunglasses. And Yeats is here to help you out with a wide variety of styles. Because I know you hockey fans, you don't want the big bug-eyed sunglasses that have been sitting in your glove compartment for months. No, these are slick and stylish sunglasses. They did ranging from the turtles and ocean views look all the way to the stylish cheetahs and millennials look. My personal favorite is the midnight run because they remind me of Bret Hart sunglasses back in the day. And I have a promo code to help you out, Bears fans. Use promo code hockey in checkout and save yourself 10% off your order. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank me later. That's Yeats. Why? Official.com. Take a look at their variety of sunglasses. And for all of you who like to hit the slopes, they have goggles as well for all of your skiing and snowboarding needs. 
That's yeatsofficial.com. Use promo code hockey to save yourself 10% there at checkout. And now, on to the interview, and I'll see you in the rink soon. We are still in the depths of summer. We are still, you know, heading through that time of year where it's still hot out there, depending on what part of the country you live. And, you know, just when it comes to summertime, you just want to hang out with your friends. You just want to relax, have a beer or something. And uh, who else to bring on but friend of the podcast, voice, play-by-play voice, voice of the Hershey Bears, and also fourth man in the bullpen when it comes to doing Washington Capitals play-by-play, Zach Fish joining me. Zach, brother, thank you so much for coming on as always. I've not said that three or four times in the green room before we came on, but Thank you so much for coming on, brother, as usual. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Good to see you, Richard. You know, congrats to you on, on your marriage this summer, and congrats to you uh, on the success of the podcast. It's great to see uh, you. Know, I see all the retweets, and guys really seem to build a following. It's been a busy summer, a lot of them great okay. things, and then even better moves. So excited to talk about it. Great to see you, man. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, the the, uh, the following took a little bit of a hit because of the hiatus I took because of getting married and moving and stuff and jumping networks as well. But um, uh, such is the business when you're when when you have a podcast going going around. Um, so so, Zach, before we start talking about the Bears, you know what you know, what have you been up to this summer? How, how's it been for the old fish family this season? This it's been it's been good. I spent a little bit of time away uh, with my wife's family. A um, couple weddings I've attended with, with some friends here in town. Um, my in-laws had their 50th wedding anniversary, so I was back in the Midwest for that. And took a little vacation down to the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Tennessee area um, to celebrate my son's third birthday and just do something completely different. We've done some tropical vacations. We've stayed at home, obviously, the last couple of years, but a little more family-style uh, vacation for us. So, no Wally World or I guess Dollywood uh, down in that part of the world, but <laughs> that's been good. But I mean, honestly, um, you know, we wish we were playing till till June. Um, the season ended much earlier than we wanted, and you know, it was a lot of unexpected. I say for good and for bad for the fact that you know it's always bad when you when you have to say goodbye to somebody. That always stinks, but uh, a lot of it for good movement with our coaches advancing to the National Hockey League. But uh, that certainly changed things up this summer. We thought it might be a quieter summer without the obvious roster movement, but, um, you know, excited for our coaches that moved up and excited for the bunch that we brought in. So kept me busier maybe than I would have anticipated. Uh, Usually slower time to work on long-term projects in the summer uh, for folks like myself and our staff, but, you know, we're gearing up. It's going to be here before we know it. It was definitely a summer of change around the Bears uh, organization and um, the, the uh the the end of the season you know not what you wanted it to be but you could kind of see how much this team was struggling and just how much it really missed you know the guys you know even though Snively was back for more for more rehab it this just was nowhere near the squad that it was at the beginning of the calendar year not the beginning um uh, of the year per se um so one of the changes we had of course was um was Scott Allen moving on, getting called up, and we have a new head coach in Hershey, number 28 head coach, that is Todd Nelson. You might remember him from the 1995-1996 Hershey Bears team as well. 
and a man that's had several stints around the NHL as an assistant coach as well. So, uh, so uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the new man behind the bench in Chocolate Town? Yeah, I can't wait to work with Todd Nelson. Just his uh, personality is infectious. Um, his resume is immaculate. Uh, he's done so much winning of championships in his career. Uh, I'll get to more on him in a moment, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Scott Allen. Three years here in Hershey, too, as an assistant. And, of course, assistant coaches fly under the radar. They don't get all the interviews. They don't get the spotlight. But he did a great job um, with the Hershey Bears behind the scenes as an assistant coach and was the right man to lead the team last year, even though the grand majority of his career has been as an assistant coach. So I don't think he expected it to be a one-year stint as head coach of the Hershey Bears. But uh, when the NHL comes calling and, you know, the all the luxuries of that and the Capitals organization, which, of course, brought him in to Hershey a few years ago, wanted him as an assistant, wanted him to work with the penalty kill, which he's so good at. I think it was hard for him to make that decision, but ultimately decide to go up and, Scotty treated me very well. Um, you know, all coaches are different. There's some coaches that you get in and get out and do the interview. And as the media guy, you want to take up limited amount of their time. There's other coaches that'll put their arm around you and sing Kumbaya and treat you like one of the family. And, and Scotty did a lot of that. And Scotty did a lot of storytelling and gave me the time of day. And there were some unique stories that never even made it to the air that are fit to print. I think I said one that uh, we were in Utica and doing an interview with him. And he tells me, yeah, when I played here in the nineties, Gordy Howe uh, came in. His son was the coach, and me, Gordy Howe, and his son did a hockey camp right here in this building. And just uh, he's a hockey man. You don't get stories like that. And just amazing. He went out of his way to tell me something that I would have had no knowledge or been able to find without just being able to have that trust in him. So can't say enough about Scotty. He's going to do great things for Washington. But pivoting into Todd Nelson, uh, what a hire. I mean, grand slam hire in my mind. So many things have been said about him. So many people have called, reached out to myself, to Brian Helmer, who already knew him from playing for him. So many people have just said, you're going to absolutely love this guy. He's a player's coach. He's going to get the best out of his guys. He wins, and he has that huge drive to win. Perfect mix. And it was only a year, but he has the knowledge of what Hershey is all about. And he was in an organization that's similar in that demands the success in addition to the development in Grand Rapids. So, I love everything he brings to the table. I hear he's a big-time family man and wants everybody to be pulling on that same rope. And, you know, he's already reached out and talked to a lot of the players that we know will be here and has started to establish that relationship. So real different look with the coaching staff, a lot of changes with the main man there being number one, uh, but a lot of positive. I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better hire when we found out Scotty was leaving and Todd Nelson. Yeah, it's a shame I never got to – to uh to uh, talk to uh, Scott Allen because um, I sort of, because uh, of his accent, which I, you know, great thing about him. I, he always reminded me of Diamond Joe Quimby from The Simpsons whenever <laughs> he talked. And I, I always wanted to tell him that because I'd say that on the podcast a few times and I'd say that, lo- say that lovingly. But I always thought of Diamond Joe Quimby whenever he did his press conferences. Yeah, he definitely had that accent there, Richard. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what, Scott? We we didn't even because of COVID get to really dip our toes in the water of who he is as a person, which is an unbelievable individual. Uh, he rides Harley Davidsons. He'll ride him to the rink. Uh, we never even really got to go there with COVID and the restrictions, and he wasn't doing it as much, obviously, um, in the season because, of course, the weather. But just so much uh, about Scotty that. 
I would love to tell the stories of, but uh, he's going to do yeah, great things yeah. in Washington up there, but quite the man. And, and you know what? I, I think he's still here actually working in Hershey before he gets moved up into Washington, just, you know, kind of keeping the seat warm in the office. So I'll have to pass along that little tidbit for you. That'll <laughs> give a good laugh out of him. He likes his thank, references. Yeah. Thank Yeah. Thank you. And man, I, I, you know, I wish, you know, we could have gotten to know stuff like that because it just, you know, just get a picture of that and post on the web on like on Twitter, head coach on a hog. It writes itself. It absolutely writes itself and good and good on him. Good on him. I I think, you know, you know, you're right because of COVID and the restrictions and stuff, you know, you you don't get that personal interaction. You don't get to learn the little things that we, that, that honestly we took for granted. Um, before all this happened. And that's definitely something I've said. I will never take hockey for granted, for granted again. Um, for but sure. good on Todd, good on Todd Nelson. Like you said, he sounds like a really good guy. Sounds like he'll be coming into the office probably over the next couple of weeks as Scott heads up to DC to get training camps ready um, as, as well. Um, so we had some new assistant coaches come, come in as well. Um, uh, Bootland um, as well. Um, if I'm like, I don't have it in front of me. I know I should. Great preparation on my part. And, but I know one thing Bears Nation was wondering when they heard a new assistant coach was said, is Patrick Weller still with the team? Yes. Yes. Wellsy's he's still with the team as far as we know. You got it. Yep. He's an assistant coach still. Um, and certainly uh, have to imagine he was considered for the head coach position. Um, just for the sheer fact that he's been here a handful of years and done a great job and continues to grow and develop as a coach for us. So he's still here. He's still part of the staff, as well as uh, returning strength and conditioning coach Mike Wagner. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Uh, but we did lose Emily Ingolnatsky, our video coach, promoted to Washington. Thrilled for her. Um, well-deserved in two years in Hershey. I know, again, people didn't really get to meet her because of COVID. Um, and then we lost assistant coach Steve Bergen, who's gone back to Sacred Heart University, a family decision from him after spending one year in Hershey. That was a move he made on his own. And then, of course, with Scott Allen going up and Alex Westland, our goalie coach, great guy as well, getting picked away and hired by Detroit. You got a ton of openings. So Bootland's the first guy you mentioned. And look, he's a former Bear. Um, Richard, I know he's probably a little before your time. We've talked about when you jumped in uh, uh, with the Bears and really fell in love with this team. And of course, a little bit before my time, but you know, the days of Hershey Park Arena, he was a tough guy and dropped the gloves and the fans really liked and respected Nick Bootland um, and what he brought to the table. And then he went to the Kalamazoo and finished his career there and won a championship and was the captain and very quickly after jumped into coaching. And believe it or not, uh, this is what Kalamazoo's PR guy told me. He was the longest tenured head coach in hockey prior to coming to Hershey in any league. So, of course, we know the turnover in the NHL, even in the American League, we see guys like Scott Allen move up after a year or two. Nick Bootland had been in Kalamazoo running the show there as head coach for 13 years. And that's impressive. Wow. Um, gotten them to a finals and was looking for that next move up. And he knows Hershey. He knows what it's like to have a pack bar. And he played a few games in Giant Center as well. So he's going to bring a lot to the table. Uh, and you have an all Hershey Hershey bench. Um, you have Bootland who played here, Weller who played here, and Nelson, even though it was a year, played here as well. And that's the first time since 89-90 that all coaches on the bench our Hershey alumni. So uh, look, that's not a requirement to coach here. Uh, we want to get the best coaches possible. And we feel we did that. Um, and then you add the the new video coach, Adam Perner, who spent the last couple of years in the devil's organization, has some USA hockey experience. 
Um, and then I probably am saying this wrong. I've emailed and texted with him, uh, but I got to get him here. The Finnish goalie coach we've hired to, to get the official pronunciation. Uh, Juha Latola uh, is the goalie coach. That's what I'm going with for now. He was with uh, Finland's world junior team. Um, you know what that going on right now. So a lot of great experience among those coaches and new faces. We're all going to have to learn. And, um, you know, I look at the 18-19 season, right, Richard? We had a lot of new coaches, Weller and Carberry and Mike Eastwood coming in. Um, and it took a little bit for that team that was a young team to get going. You know, these are really experienced coaches and we have some really experienced players coming back. I, I don't see that as an issue. I think this team is going to be ready to hit the ground running. And uh, on that note, that will kind of transition into a little bit of a, you could say a way too early look at this, at this team. We're about six weeks out from the first official puck drop at Giant Center this year, but there was a, a lot of turnover, like a lot of guys that we've seen over the past couple of years. Unfortunately, uh, Matt Molson decided to hang up the skates due to a back injury and um, just a few other guys going uh, going elsewhere. Th- this feels like a really like a, a new beginning, you know, for the Bears with a lot of youth coming in. Um, Hendricks Lapierre should get some time down here um, as well. And and just you know, it, it seems like it's going to be a, a really different team, a, a much more younger team this year. Yeah, I think the the core is there still, uh, but you did lose the heart, obviously, of Molson. And what a player, what a competitor. It's a shame that that's how it had to end. I think we all kind of internally knew that without saying that. that That's probably how it's going to be from talking to Matt. So moves into scouting with the Maple Leafs uh, part-time and gets to spend more time with his family. You know, he's not going to be a stranger. We're going to see him around the rink here. But it's a shame that, you know, he wanted to win a championship so bad and he didn't get that opportunity here uh, for a couple of years and, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about him. So you lose him. Uh, we know that Brian Pino, who really turned into a great player at this level and on the cusp of being a fourth liner probably in the NHL, uh, he moved on to the Devils organization. So those are two big pieces right there, um, you know, in addition to Phoenix Copley, who we got to talk about Phoenix Copley and his two sticks yeah. with Hershey, what he did. He's among the best goaltenders in franchise history. And I know that happens quietly, right? Um but he's among the best goaltenders and top 10 in multiple categories in franchise history because of his longevity here, even though it was over two stints. So he was really, really good. Um, you know, I would have loved to see him stick around the organization. Just you got to give Hunter Shepard minutes in the American Hockey League this year. He's beyond ready. He's proven that. And you have Zach Fucali, um, for all he did last season here and ready to go as well. Plus two young bucks and Clay Stevenson and, and Garn Bjorklund in the organization and ready to turn pro and ready to play professionally as well. So there's a log jam there, but you lose those guys. Those are three big pieces of the puzzle these last couple of years. So you're right. It's a little bit different. Look, Shane Gersich is still unsigned uh, as of right now, hasn't signed anywhere to my knowledge. So, you know, never say never to close the door on anything like that, but he's at least not part of the organization at this minute or part of any organization. So that's, that's a lot of players that have been headliners. So you're right. There's going to be some good young players that come in. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Hendricks LaPierre if he comes to Hershey. I have to imagine the Caps will give him a good look, but I don't think time in the American Hockey League hurts people. Uh, we've said that many times. Look at, you know, Verona. It, it helped him become a star in the NHL. Uh, McMichael, I think, was more ready for his NHL stint this past year for playing in the league. You know, LaPierre had 51 points in 40 games in the queue last year and scored a goal in his six-game stint in the NHL. He's a first-rounder. Highly regarded um, between him and, and Henry Rybinski, 
and Vincent Iorio. That's three names to know for Bears fans, for young players that are high draft picks um, that the organization likes. You know, Iorio is a defenseman, a second rounder out of the WHL. And Rybinski is a player that didn't sign with Florida. The Caps swooped in and picked up as well out of Seattle, the Western League. So some young players, some fresh young talent. Let's hope they turn into uh, really blossoming stars for the Bears. Plus some good additions, including that Aaron Ness guy um, and the guy, uh, that Sam Annis guy that we just signed the other day that are pretty proven in this league. So you're right. It's a different look with a lot of familiar faces, uh, but kind of the core still there. But a lot of the heart of the team certainly has changed. Yeah. And, you know, the, the big signing by by the Bears, you know, the the other last week, by the time this this uh, podcast drops, what was was signing of old Sam number seven. You know, I kind I kind of liked how they did it with the whole, um, you know, jackpot thing. And this is a really big signing for a player that's had three 60 point seasons, cracked 70 with the defending Eastern Conference champions of the Springfield Thunderbirds last last year. And he's just going to, he's really going to add a lot to, to the special teams, especially in the, in, in the power play as well. And I, I, when I was looking at this roster before, before Sam was signed, it felt like the bears were missing that sort of piece, that sort of, you know, I guess sort of that Matt Molson in a way, but I guess Mike Scarbosa could, could fill, could fill that role. But I think Sam coming in is going, might be that piece that'll really help this offense move forward. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, he's just a huge signing for this team. Uh, You know, Molson was obviously a ginormous signing in 2019 uh, when the bears brought him in. I think this rivals it. um, And Annis has, has had even more success offensively recently at this level, being the scoring champion in 1920 and putting up 64 points this past season. Uh, look, the guy's an unbelievable distributor of the puck. Uh, from all accounts, from what I've heard from everyone, he's an unbelievable guy in the locker room, a guy that will wear, I'd have to imagine, a letter for Hershey. He has in many other stops. And, and you know, that's not my decision. That's Todd Nelson's decision. But I wouldn't be surprised, let's say it that way, to see him wearing a letter at some point this season. You know, he won the Fred T. Hunt Memorial Award this past year um, for his dedication to the game and his sportsmanship. He's not in the penalty box much. He just puts up points. I thought Reed Cashman said it best. Our old assistant coach here in Hershey who was then with Washington. He's now at Dartmouth as their head coach. You know, you're getting a great guy in the room. He tweeted me and, and said, your power play is going up 10 percentage points just because of this guy. And the power play was an area that certainly could have used some improvement last year. There was a lot of good pieces. And for whatever reason, it just never completely clicked um, like we thought it was going to with the, that, that mix of players. Anna said 20 power play helpers last year. He's going to get the puck to guys, and he's not afraid to shoot it himself with 20 goals. So he's an elite power play guy, 29 years old. He's only five foot eight, right? Uh, 157 pounds is what he's listed as. That's the knock on him, why he hasn't played in a game in the National Hockey League, is, is he's getting a little bit older by the prospect dimension. It's amazing. Talk about a 29-year-old guy as old makes me feel ancient. But in the hockey world, you're past that initial contract or maybe second contract. Uh, It's amazing he only is on an American League deal. The Bears are absolutely thrilled to have him. And I talked to him, and he's from D.C., right? So he's training Mm -hmm. in D.C. right now. Uh, He's training with Joe Snively, played a little bit with Joe Snively. So obviously Snively will likely be up with the Capitals, but to have that connection is great. And, yeah, to me, that's a dynamite signing. I agree with you. We needed a top six piece. 
really to augment this roster with the loss of Molson and Pino. You know, I think he's a guy that's going to get the best out of everyone around him um, and is going to bring a lot to the table. So uh, AA plus to Brian Helmer and the Capitals for, for bringing this guy in. I think he's going to be a huge piece of the puzzle, you know, hopefully for a real successful season. Uh, uh, absolutely. And that's one thing I want Bears fans to uh, to hear. This was a Bears signing. This was not Capitals related whatsoever. So I know among Bears fans, Helmer's taken some flack. Yeah, and just, in, 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 just in let, me, let me clarify that, Richard, just for everybody. And I've said it a few times. So, look, the the, the Capitals and Bears work together on everything. So it is a Bears yeah. signing. You're right. Um, and, and Brian Helmer really wanted this guy. So give Brian Helmer a lot of credit for beating on the yeah. door of the Capitals and saying, hey, but, um, you know, people need to remember this is not the same as it was in 2014 um, before Helms came in or 2015 before Helms came in. You know, Brian Helmer. And the Capitals minor league staff, um, they put their heads together on all these things. So, you know, the Capitals are the ones that are like, yeah, we should resign Mason Morelli, Helms. And Helms is like, ah, yeah, let's get it done. Um, mm-hmm. They get together on all these things and it's a great partnership and it's a great, great thing. So, um, you know, the Caps work hand in hand with the Bears to build the roster. And no matter if you're uh, Drake Rimshaw coming up from the ECHL or whatnot, you know, all of them are in as a, you know, kind of a, a three headed group. Um, making those decisions among a few key people with Helms at the forefront of that. So you're right. Give Helms a lot of credit for, for getting this signing, but there is just for fans knowledge, even if it is an AHL signing, you know, the Caps work with us on all of that stuff, which is great. It's a great partnership. Good. Good. Good to hear. Like, I really feel like that, that, that pipeline between these two teams has been slowly rebuilding. Um, You know, the, the, the late 2010s with the, with the desperate for a cup run sort of fractured things with not a lot of guys getting some time up and, you know, the, the, the dark days of the uh, 17, 18 season um, left a bad taste in a lot of fan fans mouths because, you know, of very high expectations we have here in, sure. in, in Hershey. It's, it's, it's good to see that it, it really is. That's something I try to, to hammer home on the podcast as well at times, but you brought in another son, you brought another signing as well. That is Aaron Ness, a uh, veteran blue liner, spent time in Providence over the past two seasons. Um, good to have him back. Um, you know, the, the Bears like to have their veteran blue liners, especially Dylan Mickelrath will be one of those as well. But such a familiar face, Aaron Ness. Um, everybody remembers his 50 assist season from a couple years ago. And it'll be good to have another familiar face on the blue line. I think this is a lot like having Cameron Schilling coming back from two years ago. Yeah, and Ness for me brings a lot of intangibles and another guy that's going to help your power play. He can quarterback it. You know, if you're burning four forwards and one defenseman, we'll see what Todd Nelson and his staff wants to do there um, as we get a feel for him. But you run four forwards and one defenseman. You know, Aaron Ness can be your power play quarterback on one of those two units. He proved it in that 18-19 season. He really didn't get those minutes in Providence. And look, he is a guy that his numbers last year do not reflect the quality of player that he can be from an offensive perspective. He's a guy for me that was absolutely hurt by the taxi squad. 100% my mind believed that that hurt him this year in a variety, last season in a variety of ways. Took him a bit to get a contract, wound up signing an AHL deal with Providence. I think he's a good enough player to play, you know, as a bubble guy in the National Hockey League. That's how highly I think of Aaron Ness. But he only played one game all the previous season with Arizona and sat there. And there's just no replicating game action. 
So no one had seen him. You know, he didn't have a fresh sample size. So he winds up going to Providence. Hadn't played a lot of hockey in the last couple of years. Um, you know, puts up 19 points, was in a different role. I, you know, I talked to him a little bit. It was in a little bit of a different role. They ran things a little bit different there in Hershey where he couldn't jump up on the play as much. So his offensive numbers, I don't think, are indicative of what he could do here in a system that fits him a little bit better like it did when he played for the Bears most recently in that 18-19 uh, season when he had the 50 assists. And he flourished under Patrick Weller. They have an awesome relationship. That was a big part of him returning here. He knows what he's uh, going to be able to expect here. So for me, he's a guy that's really going to help the team out as well. And a veteran blue liner um, that played for Team USA in the Olympics. I mean, that's the one benefit of him not getting an NHL contract, right, Richard? Like he yep. was able to go and play in the Olympics for Team USA. And even though obviously it didn't finish the way they wanted, that's an experience that is really cool for him, like it was for Chris Bork in, in 2018. So I'm uh, thrilled to have Nestor back, first-class human being, um, you know, as a parent now, is a dad, so uh, he's going to bring uh, an even better perspective um, to the table and be, again, I'd have to imagine another guy that could wear a letter for this team. It's great to have that leadership in the locker room, and he can certainly bring it as a former captain of Bridgeport and a guy that wore an A in Hershey, too. Yeah, and you bring that bring that up. Um, it, it feels like I'm not sure if there might be a uh, a, a captain this year. I mean, sure, Aaron Ness could, but this feels like another uh, four A's year that you just, you know, we just have multiple um, alternates uh, this year. I could be wrong, which I have been known to be as well. I asked Brian Helmer his thoughts on that, right? Like, Cause he played for Todd Nelson. He was a captain mm-hmm. for Todd Nelson in Oklahoma city. And um, his gut feeling was that uh, Todd is more of an old school guy and will, will have a captain who that will be. And if that comes to fruition, to be determined. But uh, mm-hmm. just what you have right now between Scarbosa, who's won an A here before, uh, McElrath, who has won a championship for Todd Nelson in Grand Rapids, um, you know, maybe just from a guesstimation standpoint, an early favorite in my books, just because Todd Nelson has that relationship and has won with him before. Uh, you know, Mac is uh, a guy that's absolutely loved by his teammates and scares the bejesus out of everybody else. Um you know, maybe he's an option. Um, then you have Annis, uh, who who's brings a leadership quality to the table, and Ness as well, you know, plus a handful of other guys that are now, you know, not young guys anymore in the sense that they're out of their entry-level contracts and could assume kind of that leadership role that have been here a little bit, the Garrett Pilons of the world. Um, you know, Kale Kessie's still in the organization that actually did play for Todd Nelson as well. So there's, there's a lot of guys that could potentially wear a letter, but – if I was a betting man and I've been wrong before, I would think that somebody will get to see this year um, who that's going to be. They got some good picks uh, and it's going to be a tough decision. So that's why hopefully Todd Nelson uh, is here and, and makes the big bucks um, so he can make that decision. But it's a good thing to have, to have that many options, I would say. But yeah, Spencer Carberry kind of did things a little different. I, I, that was heavily debated. I know um, his success was not heavily debated because the Bears were very good in his tenure. But, uh, you know, I, I like a captain. I like having a guy that wears a C from my perspective as a, as a broadcaster for the team. You know, if the media want to speak to somebody after a loss, um, your captain's your go-to guy. Um, if you need some something out of the team that isn't the most desirable ask for whatever it may be, you know, a, a player to do something um, that uh, is on their off day or whatever it may be, the captain helps with all that type of stuff. And the captain's big in the community, which we're going to be getting back to this year. So I hope we name one. That's up to the coaches. I, I have full trust in them. But um, my gut feeling from what Helms has told me and how he knows Todd Nelson is 
someone's going to wear the C just adds more intrigue to, to training camp. Yeah. Um, if I was a gambling man, um, I think my smart money would probably be on Aaron Ness, but that either Ness or Scarbosa, but that's, that that's just honestly me. That's just my opinion. I'm, I, I'm just a hack sitting, sitting on a couch. Um, I'm just a hack sitting in an office here, Richard. So we're <laughs> my friend. Uh, indeed. Indeed. So um, a couple of week, couple of weeks ago, the bears announced that they were uh, retiring Chris Bork's number. Number 17 is going up there uh, in the rafters. And it seems like the promo schedule is getting um back to normal as the teddy bear toss night will be at the end of January. So what's your thoughts on old uh, Chris Bort on the Jersey retirement this year? Something we have not had in Hershey in, in quite some time. Yeah. First time that a name has been added to the rafters since 2002, when Ralph Keller was added to, to Frank Mather's banner um, and Mitch Lambert, I believe it was the last one to, to have his number actually, you know, the, the first time that number was retired, he went up with Willie Marshall right at the end of his playing career shortly after, much like we're doing with Chris. Um, look, Chris Bork's an unbelievable player. He had an accomplished career. I, I listened to uh, your last show with you and Corey, and I love Corey, and I love you, and love tuning in. And, uh, you know, Corey was listing off a lot of the accomplishments, as were you, that Chris brought to the table, and they're just unparalleled. The three Calder Cups, the two scoring titles, fifth all-time, in team history and points uh, for me, all time leading playoff games played all time leading playoff score. We demand success here in Hershey, right? And, and he brought mm-hmm. it to the table and the longevity over nine season, a couple different stints. And I know some of the things you talked about, I think polarizing was the word that was used. That's fair for the sheer fact that Chris went to Hartford and beat a, beat the bears in the playoff series and celebrated like a madman. Chris yeah. went to Bridgeport. Um, you know, he's in Providence there too, for a little bit, did the same. Chris went to Bridgeport and, scored a big goal to win the game and down to center ice and celebrate in front of 10,000 people. That's him, man. He just, he's got that fire and that passion, yeah. but he's a bear through and through. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think the other thing that people thought about was the quote that he said with Bridgeport in 2019 before the playoffs. I think he said something to the extent of, I have no attachment to that organization for me as a PR guy. He said the right thing. If he'd go and gush about Hershey as a Bridgeport player, uh, if I'm his teammate, I'm thinking, dude, you don't play for Hershey anymore. You play for Bridgeport. We're trying to beat these guys. So I understand that ruffled some feathers. I understand he's ruffled some feathers there. But if you look at the sheer numbers and the impact that he had, he deserves his number up there 100%. No doubt about it. It's a no-brainer. Um, and just some of the other questions that, that folks had, I think they're fair. And I've, I've heard a lot of them, too. Why not this guy? Or what about this person? And I think if you look at who's up there, Chris really fits in that while some of those other names that maybe you mentioned or some of the fans have emailed me or asked or spoke about, they deserve to be in our Hall of Fame. And some of them are already in our Hall of Fame. And that's something that's been added since we retired numbers to honor folks as well. So, you know, Chris is fifth all time in scoring. Mike Nicolick is first. Tim Tukey second. Arnie Kuhlman is third. Willie Marshall sixth. Mitch Lammer is ninth. Ralph Keller is 11th. It's a pretty exclusive club right there um, to get in. And a lot of that is about the longevity here, too. Like, Alex Drew put up some amazing numbers, um, as did Keith the Coin. They just weren't here long enough and, and put up so many points in other stints. Now, their impact was amazing. And if we're the Springfield Thunderbirds, we might very well be retiring those guys' numbers. But we're the Hershey Bears, and it's a very select group. Another one that I saw was Ross Fitzpatrick. Certainly worthy of it. I know he wore number 17 too. 16th all-time in scoring. Had a great impact already in our Bears 
Hall of Fame. He certainly would have been in consideration, but, you know, he hasn't played here in quite some time. And, um, you know, if you look at it, you know, you can always go back and, and change things. But any of those guys that haven't had their numbered retired, you know, Ross was last year in 1990, you know, um, Jay Feaster, Doug Yinkst, all those guys were here and those moves could have been made then. And, and for whatever reason, they've kept that club very exclusive. So it's something that Brian Helmer, the Bears organization, does not take lightly. Um, there was certainly a criteria for this and, and looking over Chris Knox out of the park. So we have so many honored and distinguished alumni. That's a tough decision, but I can't wait for January 14th. Borky's number up in the banner. I feel honored to have called a few years of his career um, as a rookie myself. And, you know, I know he's absolutely thrilled and it'll be cool to see uh, all his friends and family that come support him in Hershey and welcome him back and officially kind of retire him as a bear, you know, after he left the organization previously. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> wow, I was not expecting to hear your thoughts on what 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 I said what I said last week. And hey, uh, wait, but, I but, listen, you you uh, you know I love the passion of of everybody, like from fans to to media folks, uh, the old barn show, you know your podcast, Grit and Barrett, what Corey does the with, with his blog. Like, I think the best thing about Hershey is that we have fans that sit there and every thing that we do matters. And I was telling someone this at a candidate the other day for our media specialist position here. Um, just that's how great this place is. Everything matters to everyone. And that's what I love. Like a lot of times when you're in other organizations or other cities where hockey isn't king, you're kind of putting a press release out or you're putting an announcement out and you're almost yelling into space and you have your 500 diehards that care about it. And then you have a lot of other people that it's just super casual. Like you have so many people here that care. So I think everything that you said was, was valid to bring up. I think you guys went over the numbers and uh, you know, you were spot on with, with it. He certainly deserves to be there and then it was the right decision, but I don't think anybody is wrong asking those questions by any means, because we all sat here uh, as the committee that made those decisions here and getting to hear some of the, the thoughts behind it. You know, everybody asks those questions about a variety of people and their worthiness and merit and, you know, again, if we're a different organization, um, we'd probably be running out of numbers to have retired and have to go higher than 44 like we normally do just for the sheer fact that we've had so many great players in our history. But I'll say this, Richard, I, I don't know if you'll have another number retired after this. We'll see. But guys just do not stick in a city anymore with the way the AHL is like they did back in the day, like the Mitch Lamaroos. Uh, Borky's a, a great exception to that. I hope we have more. I hope we have more great players that are longtime Bears. But, you know, like Phoenix Copley and Liam O'Brien and those guys were here for a long time. But it's a hard league these days, and uh, we'll see. I, I don't know if number 17 will be the last one, uh, but it's a pretty prestigious club. Yeah, and, you know, with even though with a lot of the questions and doubts that that I had, when I took the emotion out of it and took a step back and looked at it, yeah, he does. He does deserve it. And you're right. Like, like when in our lifetimes are we possibly going to see something like, like this again with the way the AHL is set up? And if we just, we, and if we kept retiring numbers like, like left and right, we'd turn into the Montreal Canadians where they <laughs> only wear numbers from 40 to the nineties because they have so many, they have so many retired numbers or we'd become the Toronto Maple Leafs who retire names and not numbers. Um, but, you know, it, yeah, I, I, 
I do get I do get where you're coming from, and and it's valid. It will be good to see him. It really will. It, I think it'll be a packed house when the Thunderbirds come into town for January 14th after the Bears finish up a lengthy seven game um, homestand. There How about to kick that? Off, kick off the new year. And um, I think one thing Bears fans do want to know: Do you have another catchphrase ready to go for Teddy Bear Toss Night? That took off, eh? Like, I wasn't expecting that. And, uh, you know, I'll give credit, and I've said this before in interviews and whatnot. You know, it was something we used, and, and I think Matt Trust uh, came up with it uh, on social media in, like, 2018. Um, it just was one line he used, and, you know, I remember him writing that thing, and that's good, and, and you're having it in my memory bank, and that's what came out of my mouth then. It wasn't planned by any means. Um, look, like... I don't know. I, I think I almost have to say it again. It's, you know, there's a t-shirt made <laughs> after it, which I never expected. I think I got to go with some form of sweet, cuddly mayhem. You know, what? one thing I, I've said, how sweet is that for big overtime wins? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not married to that by any means, but we haven't won that Calder Cup yet. This is lucky number, uh, lucky year number seven for me here in Hershey. We're back to hopefully normal. We're going to wipe, uh, wipe a slate clean on that um, and just kind of uh, have a lot of fun with it up there and just whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth uh, for overtime wins and all of that. But uh, for Teddy Bear Toss, to answer your question, I think I got to work it back in there. Um, I guess I should get it trademarked um, or, or the company should get it <laughs> trademarked because it's uh, it's a cool little phrase that I think really epitomizes the night. The James Corden thing was hilarious, you know, saying yeah, that, that was, was um, – his stripper name or whatever now. And we actually sent him the shirt and a big bear. So um, <laughs> never, never did I expect that, but um, you know, I, I was joking with someone this summer and I said, Hey, you know, goal number one in Hershey for me is, is obviously to be the best person I can be and be the best broadcaster and win some Calder cups along the way. Of course, like any player, I'd love to eventually call games full time in the national hockey league and no hurry to do that. If it never comes, I'm the happiest man in the world still because I've been chocolate town USA, the best place to be in the American hockey league. But you know, I said, I, I guess I'll always be known no matter what happens with all of that stuff, whether we win 10 championships or none, you know, whether I call another NHL game or that was my last one this past year in the playoffs against Florida, I'll always be the sweet cuddly mayhem guy. So I got that going mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It was good to, good to hear you uh, on the call. I think that was a uh, game six against Florida. There yeah. in DC, you got to see the weirdest pinball goal ever being scored there uh, to go into overtime, but alas, it was not. It was not meant to be there. Um, can fans expect you uh, back with the uh, you know call a game or two with the Capitals in the preseason or maybe a, a regular season call up? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, if I get that call, I'll, I'll always answer it. I hate having to miss Bears games. I had to miss a few this year, which was the first in my career. Uh, one for COVID. Um, unfortunately, I got hit with the bug, as did the entire team back yeah. in December. I had never missed a game prior to that. And then, you know, a couple couple call-ups that we had conflicts that, that Daryl Henry and some others filled in very admirably for me. Um, if My preference would be to never miss a Bears game. But as far as the Caps goes, um, you know, Johnny Walton, what a guy, what a broadcaster, um, great mentor and friend. Uh, you know, he did the Olympics this past year. So that's where my call-ups came from. And then the playoff game was, was COVID. A lot of the call-ups prior to that, were COVID too, or Johnny's N- NBC assignment. So obviously all those other things uh, are domino effects there. Um, always at the ready. It's an honor to put on a headset at the NHL level, no matter what. 
Luckily, being in Hershey sets me up for that opportunity, as it did for John, and I appreciate John and the Capitals' faith in me. So I'll definitely probably be on the call for a preseason game. John usually extends that offer. We'll get that worked out on a, on a date. I'd imagine it'll be one of the ones in D.C. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, it's always a little difficult when it's your first call of the year to wear off the rust at an NHL level. But uh, as far as the regular season goes, nothing on the books, nothing on the schedule. That just kind of comes up when it comes up and be ready if needed. Um, but, you know, I've done 16 now, which I never expected. The goal was to always do one at uh, the National Hockey League level. So, again, if I spend the rest of my career in Hershey, um, I'd be a happy man just because I love this place. That's the goal uh, always for anyone, no matter what, whether you're a trainer, broadcaster, coach, whatever, is to, to be at the highest level of your profession and of your craft. So we'd love to get up there again um, at some point uh, to, to get a game in the regular season this year. But you know what, uh, you know, I'll take the preseason game gladly and, and hopefully chase the Calder Cup here. That's that's my main focus right now. Excellent. Great stuff to hear, Zach. As always, good to have you on, brother. Always good good to, good to have you on. We'll, uh, we'll get you out of here, you being a, a busy man there in, there in Hershey, the season creeping ever closer. And fans look forward to, you know, having you on the call. Um, well, there – Will there be any uh, uh, internet radio during the uh, the preseason, or will that, you know, I know that's not usually what you guys do, um, especially with the 10.30 a.m. game there in <laughs> Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, to bring that one up, eh? Um, yeah, we will do, so what we've done the past three or four years is the games are not on terrestrial radio, not on our radio network, uh, the Highmark Bears radio network. We just start with the regular season, but um, we will likely, we'll announce at a later date, we will likely set up a Mixler account, which is where we've mm-hmm. been the last couple of years for a radio stream of it. Um, it's a you know, no-frills broadcast of just the play-by-play, um, no real pregame, no real intermission content, but it hopefully satisfies the hunger for Bears fans. So, yeah, I'm going to need a couple Red Bulls for that 10:30 game to kick off the hockey broadcast season. I guess the Pens are doing a school day game in the preseason. That is the reason. And you know what? It's innovative. Um, your preseason games for a lot of teams, you know, even Hershey, you're never expecting a full house or anything like that. And Hershey gets more than a lot of places do. So the Pens are trying something different. Um, so that. So that's actually a school day game. Like I guess so. Kids? I guess they're bringing kids in. That's, oh my god! It's ten thirty in the morning. Um, I hope I'm not unveiling anything from from I, their perspective. No, that I I, else, but, but that's what it, I I'd have to imagine at least is that uh, you know there's there's some sort of component to that that they're going to have the youngsters in the building. Um, wow. So what a, what a way to kick off the preseason yeah. hockey with that. We do have an eleven a.m. game in Toronto later in the year. Um, so I guess a little practice for that. Uh, uh, early bus ride on 81 that day. Yes, yes. Hope you don't run into any traffic. I just thought it was like a scheduling conflict. Like, yeah, like Wolf I mean, was so busy. And it's like, do you have anything Thursday? No, Friday. We're going to Lehigh. Uh, how about Wednesday, Wednesday morning? Fine. Let's just get something in. I just, but okay. If, if that's the way they're pitching it, hopefully, but Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It's definitely different. Um, so yeah, I'm looking it up right here just to make sure. So it is the Learn with Hockey School and STEM game on October 5th, and uh, they're yeah, it's a special event that they're having to learn with about science, technology, engineering, and math uh, for the game on Wednesday, October 5th. Um, all Very sorts cool. of stuff. So 
you know what? Uh, we don't normally get big crowds in the preseason in visiting buildings, no matter where we go. So that'll wake everybody up and get you to play your best. That's for sure. Smell the coffee and let's play some hockey, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We know those school day games. You, you've been to, I think, a couple in Bridgeport um, yes. as well. And those are always the, the, the kids bring the noise. The kids definitely bring bring the noise. But I yeah, make sure you Bob and Baby Shark and all that will be played. So oh, yeah. bring it on. Oh yeah, SpongeBob and all that. But I'm sure with the with, with your kid, you've had uh, used to hearing that plenty and plenty of times. Oh, but yeah, please, please stop the cocoa melon, please for the love <laughs> of God. <laughs> or or whatever else is playing on uh, on Sprout or Happy Kids TV or whatever is. I'm just naming off Roku channels at this at this point. But Zach, thank you very much, brother. Thank you very much. You know, much love to you and your family that you guys were able to enjoy the summer, get out there to enjoy it. Thank you for all the content you've given out there today. And we look forward to uh, catching up more with you in person in October. Bears hockey will be here before you know it. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, my pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you and the crew on the road, uh, coming up and finding me in those barns. Always appreciate your dedication to the club here and as, as a fan as well. And uh, free piece of advice for a newly married man. She is always right. Um, yeah, that's something you'll learn very, very quickly um, uh, because, you know, ultimately that's uh, that saved me in a few uh, arguments here and there. But uh, happy for you. Congrats on that. An exciting summer personally for you and Yep, uh, October 15th, Utica Comets, Giant Center. We're going to have the red carpet back. Can't wait to see everybody sooner than later. Yep, as I've, as I've told Zach, three months, still married. So something is obviously go, going right. You know, thank you, Zach, for coming on. And thank all of you Bears fans for coming on, for taking a listen to this as well. Sorry there was no live stream on this this week. Zach's time was just whatever opened up to him. And, you know, we got more content coming along the way. Bears hockey will be here before you know it, you know. And what more is there else to say, Bears fans? But go Bears, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 